Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on building black equity and much, much more. Press, what's up, baby? Man, Jules, just my usual, man. Just over here minding my business, man. I think that's just the, the best way to be uh, during these times, man. How you doing, man? How's this holiday weekend treating you, bro? Well, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been busy. It's been exciting. It's like a roller coaster. You know, my day off. I'm glad I got one day I can I can chill. But I end up putting a couple of days in to take off because I got to get out there to that lake house, man. I'm feeling it, man. Yeah, no, you were saying that, man. I'm I'm happy for y'all. How long are you gonna be out there for? Well, just a couple of days. Uh, you know to take a couple of days just to go out there and just have to do check on the place and of course do some yard work because you know how this grass grow i heard you and dub talk about that talk about that grass yeah. on the other show man and i'm sitting up here like i need to get like prayers man. you better hire somebody boy do you, do you guys have someone out there to cuss the grass when you're not out there no not yet i haven't thought about it because uh you know i normally go out there every month so i try to just do it when i you know when i go out there um but it's but you know what though prayers i do probably to try to look up for somebody at least one of the neighbors have a kid or something one or one to make some extra bucks and just yeah just yeah. go ahead and do that man because you know how they be looking at us anyway the last thing you want is like you know the black folks about that lake house they don't be cutting their grass <laughs> <laughs> Man, you ain't kidding, man. So, uh, but other than that, dude, other than that, man, God is good, man. I, I, I what I got to complain about, man? I always say that, man. Like, uh, we both woke up today, man, and, and I'm gonna make the most of it. And like you said, man, it's been busy, bro. But hey, man, I love busy jewels. I mean, I'm sure you know your busy uh-huh. a little crazy because I've been watching the news, so I, you know, I know, I know what the hell's going on over out here. But Oof. I feel like on my end, man, dude, it's just been. It's just been a lot, man. It's, 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 and I'm trying to balance everything because to the point that we've made on the show recently, I don't want the, I don't want the world and, the, and, and time to be passing me by and all I'm doing is out here on the grind. So, like, today I'm going right. to take some time after we do this show, man. I want to get off the grid and, and enjoy myself a little bit today, man. So I'm going to go, you know, 
hit up, hit some golf balls, man, and just try to relax, man. Be out here in nature, man. We got a beautiful day on deck here today, so I'm enjoying myself. So it's gonna be a no work afternoon for your boy, and I'm looking forward to it. There you go, man. There you go. That's what I like, man. Take some time for yourself, man. I I love it. I love it, especially you, man. I I know you always on the road and always going and talking and speaking and you know interviewing and uh, you know just and 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 then your personal life and you know so so man, you definitely need to take some time yourself, and that's good, man. Going out there to get some tea off and take some frustration and some regret yes, on all those yes, golf balls. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> And so, no, and, and it's therapeutic, man. So I, I'm looking forward to it, man. Some quiet, man, and and nobody bothering me. You know what I'm saying? I know that sounds awful, but man, sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you need. It. Oh yeah, oh most definitely, most definitely. So, Jules, I gotta, I gotta get into this with you, man. This Scotty Pippen situation. Man. Mm. Now he continues mm. to just poke the bear. Mike ain't said one word about Scotty, and Scotty continues unprovoked. He was on a recent podcast. You know, I'm not getting any free, you know what I'm saying, clicks on this show because y'all don't sponsor what we do over here. But I'll say a recent okay. podcast founded by a former Chicago Bull. I'll, I'll say that much at least. But anyhow, Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen went on that podcast, Jules, and he aired out Mike again. And this time, my man Scotty said that Michael was a horrible player amongst other little insults that he made during that show. And I know you and I, we talk about Scotty, and we were like, man, a lot of that we thought in the beginning was because he was trying to sell that bourbon. But he continues to talk, man. What, what, what is this shit about? Hey, Scotty just... Scotty mad. Scotty's upset because, you know I mean, he had the Bulls docuseries. To me, personally, I looked at it, Prez, and I didn't really think that Mike painted Scotty in a bad image, though. I know Scotty didn't like the docuseries, but I, I mean, he, Mike just talked about a couple things. And I'm pretty sure Scotty, if, if Scotty was to look at him like, well, okay, he took a deal because it had to help his family out. And then also the surgery, he knew what he was doing with the surgery. And it mm-hmm. kind of left, left Mike out there by himself. That's all. Um, But then also you have his kid messing around with his old lady. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think Scotty's just uh, upset and just frustrated. Just, just want to take shots at Mike because I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell, man. Too. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him, man. I don't know if it's if it's trying to if he just want to ruin event, just want to just poke some stuff at because of it uh, marcus is, is is messing with his lady or i don't know man i don't know it don't make any sense because when you look at the at the championships and the games and you saw how the the, the, the bond mike and scotty had now it doesn't make any sense now mike's a bad player but we see we see videos and and we we hear you use highly on mike mike speak highly of you and now all of, all of a sudden yeah, now we have problems. Mike's a bad player. He's not a good teammate. Uh, LeBron's a goat, and all these shots of Mike. And it's like, bro, come on, man. Come on. I don't know if because you you know you're going through things because you haven't really, you know, your son be you know uh, uh, passing and you know other things don't probably don't know. How, it's just having a hard time dealing with that. You know, 
his girl out there doing whoever that's in the limelight and stuff. So I don't know if he just self-destructed and just don't know how to just don't know how to handle or, or articulate it or or deal with it. But now Mike's a bad. Don't forget, he said Phil Jackson was racist. I I mean, well, now I, I think press, he might he might have had something there with the Phil thing now, Jules, because you know what we we left Phil off the hook. But you you heard Phil's recent comments. You know, Phil he Phil might have been a little closet racist now. And we know what they was in there doing with the bubble and what they were trying to uh -huh. you know to speak on. And Phil was talking about he didn't get it. And I'm like, all right, Phil, Scotty, that Scotty made these comments, and we ain't listen to Scotty that, on that one at least. Right. And he also right. remembers Phil had some little comments. He called LeBron and his business partners posse, and that's that coded language that you and I talk about. That sometimes they try to use to discredit us. So Phil kind of been out there a little. A little sideways, so maybe Scotty might have been on the sun with that one at least. But this shit with Mike, I'm like, where are you going with this, Scotty? Where are you going? You all over uh -huh. the place. Yeah, absolutely nowhere. You ain't gonna win yeah, this. Battle. I don't, I don't you ain't gonna win this battle. You ain't gonna win this against Mike. Right. Right. I'm sorry, and Scotty, you a legend. Right. Jules and I have said that many times on this show. You are a legend. When we did our last dance docu series recaps, man, we gave Scotty his credit. We didn't. Throw Scotty mm -hmm. under the bus for the migraine. We didn't throw him under the bus for choosing to have that surgery during the season. He did what he had to do. The contract, we all called him out. Said, look, you signed that contract. They tried to talk you out mm -hmm. of it, but you made that decision because you wanted security for your family. See, Scotty's bitter about a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also think Scotty a little insecure. And I think that's the problem. Because when you're the only person that's doing all the talking and the person on the other side ain't said one thing in response... Mike ain't worried about him. Now, that takes a great no. person, in my opinion, to somebody that's taking shots at you, taking shots at you, taking shots at you, you don't say one thing. Mike will be taking the high road. You know, and that's big on Mike. You know, like, like you said, Perez, not saying, not, not saying a word. But Mike, Mike, no. Mike, no, he got all the cards. Mike ain't going to talk about gonna like stoop to scotty level and like oh well even scotty well what about this and this and mike like yeah all right. he he won him he he probably he, he probably saw that he probably laughing start smoking a stogie or something man who knows <laughs> <laughs> he he probably was like yeah all right man he was like uh he looked at that nike uh, stock price was like i'm not worried about you scotty <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I was about to say he was probably sipping on bitches, man. Who knows? You know Mike ain't drinking no bootleg-ass bourbon. Mike drinking that real <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, I think I think Scotty was drinking too much of that digit. That's why that's, again, man, he drinking too much of that that, that damn bourbon he trying to sell because, mercy, Scotty, what are you doing, bro? And, and you know what, Jules? It, it, it upsets me because I'm like, bro, Y'all were legendary teammates, bro. In my opinion, Batman and Robin. Right. right. You know, so when you and I were coming up, bro, that was our team. And to see that these two guys don't even coexist, that sucks, man. Because it's like, man, that's brothers, man. That's beefing, man. Like, why can't we just – why can't we work together, man? I always say this on the show. I want to be sounding like Rodney mm -hmm. King. Why can't we get – why can't we, get, you know, get along and all that? But I just don't get how we got legends in the game. Our vets. You know what I'm saying? And these guys are not showing a good example to the future generation, man. And, and that's the thing, too. 
why can't we come together to build? And that's why we, and that's why today's right. episode is a perfect topic about building black equity because I feel like a lot of times, man, we can't build together because we're too busy with letting our egos get in the way. And I think that's what's mm. happening here. Yeah, man, it's a shame, man. What you said, Prince, right there. Uh, it, like you said, Batman and Robin, we looked at these people. We look to like superheroes, like man, ain't nobody beating the Bulls. Well, Mike and Scotty, nobody. And now you see, <laughs> you know, you see this, and you're like, wait a minute, what? No, come on, come on, Scotty, don't don't do that, don't do that, Scotty. Come on, man, let's keep this. Let's let's keep the <laughs> what, what what we remembered and treasured, man. Let's keep that forever, man. <laughs> you know, no, don't 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 tarnish it this way. Don't destroy it this way. Man, whatever beef it is, it's eternally. It's eternal beef, man. You get it's, it's something with yourself. You 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 dealing with? Don't on Mike say he a bad player. I I mean, I would say he's probably a real real tough player, but I wouldn't say a bad player. You know, yeah, just Mike, ask Steve Kerr. Don't yeah. ask me, man. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> now, now, after watching the last dance, I can see what Pip could have a beef and say that Mike. Made the docuseries about him, but I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Mike put the last dance out there. He wanted people to remember him and what he was about because you had a lot of people in this generation, Jules. They didn't see Michael Jordan play, you know. So a lot of these kids right. out here, they'll tell you, "Oh, LeBron's the goat." But they saying that without the benefit of knowing who Mike was. And I think the last dance was a a, a situation where. Mike was able to kind of tell his narrative about why he's the greatest player of all time. Ain't nothing wrong with that in my opinion. Right. Now, to me, when Scotty's doing all this shit and he's talking about how LeBron is the greatest and this and that, I'm like, Scotty, you saying that shit knowing that you played with a guy that had the flu game. You played with a guy that right. didn't jump from team to team, that didn't ask people to come play with him. Right. LeBron has done all these things. So, Scotty, you need to keep it 100, man. And right. LeBron, right. a hell of a player, Jules. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to take away from what LeBron is. LeBron's oh, he's a dope. great player. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Come on now, LeBron ain't no. He ain't nowhere near no goat. And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, if you want to sit here and talk about the pantheon of of what goats are in basketball, LeBron haven't even reached Kobe's stature, in my opinion. Come on now. Come on, friends. We, so we a lot of people and skipped on Kobe. Yeah, and, and how is that? How, how LeBron skipped Kobe? Shit, LeBron couldn't even get a damn shot off in a situation to win a damn game for his team. He went home. LeBron lost more fucking finals than anybody. And they want to sit here and talk to me about LeBron, he he the all-time leader score. LeBron is a stat patent guy. You right, can sit right. here and manipulate stats all day long. And, and ESPN loved doing it, Jules. Oh, Le LeBron's the oldest player to do blah, 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 blah. That's great. How many championships he won? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll let you finish. And we ain't counting mm -hmm. that one that he won mm -hmm. in that Mickey Mouse Bowl. <laughs> in my opinion, bro, he got three titles. That one don't count. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little. I, I could, you put an asterisk next to that one. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I just don't like to huh. see the beef, and I wish that him and Mike could just have a private conversation because we don't need to know that they spoke. We don't even need to know that the beef is settled. Right. I'm tired of hearing Scotty going scorched earth, Jules. It's just it's, it's terrible. I'm, I'm with you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't like it either. Especially two brothers, two, two dominant brothers. I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying, man. Come on. Let's, 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 let's move away from that. Let's keep it. Let's keep it how, how we should remember it. And, and as a, as a brotherhood and family and, and champions and, and, and just role models, just, you know, two guys who came a part of a team, just one unit to achieve a goal that will go down as hands at time. It's just the best dynasty, just best team ever. The 90, the nineties bulls. Yes, right. I mean, <laughs> let's keep it that man. Two three-peats, a 72-10 season where they won the championship. I remember that nonsense of people saying, oh, the Golden State Warriors, they they beat the Bulls. They had the best regular season record. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't win the championship that year. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. No. Well, I, I mean, oh, okay. They won, what, 73-9. and nine. Okay. But they didn't get a ring. How do you have the, the best record, the less league season, but you didn't you didn't close out the deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, man. So Scotty, man, just just call Mike, man. That's it, man. Just call Mike. And, and this is coming from a guy hey. that's had his fair share of of run-ins with, with with folks. And you know, sometimes you just gotta be the better person, man, and pick up a phone and 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 hash it out. If if it's worth hashing out, but I think in this situation, y'all cats made history together. It's crazy, man. When, when it's all said and done, when you think about Mike, you think about Pip. When you think about Pip, you think about Mike. That's that's just the way that right, I see it. Right. Let's be honest. Every time Mike talk about the Bulls, he said he couldn't do without Pip. He sure do. He get Scotty his props. He so it's like, how's this dude a bad player? And let's be honest. Why are we on it, Prez? I re- we remember Scotty when he first came to the the Scotty didn't blossom really. Until 89-90, where Scotty just, like, it was like after the second, uh, after they got, after they got beat by uh, Detroit the second time. That's when people started just dunking on, on everybody. You know, Mike, you know, Mike helped develop these cats, man. And, man, so, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm like you, Press. You know, I ain't gonna keep beating the dead horse. Yeah, I'm like you, man. That, man, guys, just hash that out, man, and, and keep and keep it moving, man. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And Scotty tried to even make a comment talking about some Mike was a selfish player and all he was was a scorer until him him and Horace got there and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, Scotty, you 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 feel like no one's giving you your props. You feel like your career didn't get the, the recognition that it deserved. Okay, that's all well and fine. Because I can respect that, Jules, because as a man, you know what I'm saying? If you work hard on the, on the goal, like you and I, we, we do this show together, right? If people ain't giving either one of us our just due, okay, somebody's going to feel some kind of way. So I can understand that. But I'm not going to sit here and prop myself up by taking shots at Jules. That's just not how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha. That's the security. Mm-hmm. Scotty needs to just go ahead and he needs to talk to somebody. I, I really do. And I'm not I'm not trying to even make a joke. Scotty's got some, some right. ill will in his heart towards Mike. He needs to go talk to somebody and, and learn how to heal from that. Something happened, Scotty. I don't know what. But you need to get that shit addressed. You need to talk to somebody, man. Because you, you should not be walking around with that type of animosity, bro. You've had a great life. 
Why are you walking around like that? You just seem bitter and angry and shit. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, let's get into our listener letter for this week, Jules, because this one right here, man, this is a situation okay. that I think a lot of couples, especially married ones, have to deal with in, in, in their marriages and in their individual relationships as a whole. So this one comes over from Pierre. And Pierre said he's been married to his wife for three years. Now, Pierre said that his father passed away when he was 19. And since he's been 25, he's been financially supporting his mom because of all the things that his mom did to sacrifice for him in his life. And Pierre said he does well for himself. And so he wants to make sure that his mom is in a good spot. So he takes care of his mom's rent and he pays a lot of her miscellaneous bills. Well, he said in the beginning, his wife was cool with it and she respected what he was doing and thought it was noble. However, they are expecting a kid and the wife wants to buy a bigger home and she has things that she wants mm. to do with their individual family. Now Pierre's pushing back and saying, well, yeah, I know we have the kid on the way, but do we really need a bigger house? Because Pierre's thinking about the fact, Jules, that he's spending some money on his mom's mortgage and, and incidentals. So the wife is now saying, well, why is that your responsibility? We have to put our goals on hold because you're doing something to help a grown person. And Pierre feels, that's my mom. And he says, I don't feel that it's fair that my wife is making me choose basically her and the kid over my mother. And I guess Pierre mm-hmm. said, Jules, Pierre said in his letter, he basically told his wife that he doesn't do ultimatums. And that if it weren't for his mother, he wouldn't be here. And that it's not fair to ask him to not help his mother because she wants a bigger house. And he feels that his wife is being selfish because he doesn't feel there's anything wrong with the current home that they're in. So his question to us is, is he being stubborn or should he stand his ground? Well, Press, you the ability in both sides here. Now, it says in the book, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. You know, a son grows up and he leaves his parents, right? But then it also says in his good book that Children should honor thy mother and father. Now we're at a crossroad here because he man, he has his family on one side and he has his family on another side. He's torn. His mother is older and needs help. Sound to me, you know, he might be the only son. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but so he's helping his mom out. His mom needs the help. But he got a family over here, a young family, wife, kids, and so. stuff. Okay, okay. So what should he do? Well, he got to have this conversation with his his wife. Now he's, he's married, he's with his wife. So he got to have this conversation with the wife. Like, listen, now my mom needs me. I, I'm, you know, if if I, if he's all she has, then, you know, she, he's all she has. And she needs me. Now, what they can do, if it's okay, when they talk about it, if if they get a bigger house, but move the mom in, you know, that's a conversation they need to have. And, and it's something that the wife needs to look at and say, man, you know, he's taking care of his mom. You know, look at it like, you know, this is a, the mom's a burden. You know, I, just, I know, it's, you know, it's going to be tough, but you're looking at him, man, he's a responsibility. It seemed like the father's gone, maybe up to heaven or whatever, but He's take mother, and that's a that's a characteristic uh, a characteristic to see in your in your husband. 
You see, he take care of his mom. I think he's going to do. He's he's a provider, a protector. He's doing what a man's supposed to do, a good son's supposed to do. So I I, I, I get it where the wife is looking like, you know, I mean, what about us? Maybe she feel like, you know, she's being neglected. You know, he's spending too much time over there, whatever the case may be. But he just, that's his part for him to sit down, holler at her like, listen, listen, baby, my mom is sick. I got to take care of her, whatever the case may be. She's older. She needs me. You want a bigger house. How about we just compromise? Let's combine the two. Why don't we get the bigger house and just move mom in? That way, he ain't splitting mortgages. You know, she's there and he take care of, take care of, pretty much take care of everybody. But, you know, of course, the wife needs to be on board on that. But if he can show her, her and see that it's a better route for us for them, then maybe she'd be on board for it. I mean, Jules, you unpacked a lot there. I guess for me, I don't see anything wrong with what he's doing. You know, I know a lot of my partners that grew up the way that we did, Jules. And some people may say, okay, you know, you guys are mama's boys, right? Before wanting to do all this stuff for your, your mom. But at the end of the day, I feel what Pierre said there. Without his mom, he wouldn't be here. She could have made another decision. Mm -hmm. She did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so I think with that, that's where my mind immediately goes to. And you also have to think from my personal situation, when we were coming up, my mom was the person in my ear when I was making my missteps that was like, no, you're going to still be great. You're still going to do well in this life. See, you know, they always say you weren't with me in the gym, right? Remember when Drake made that little line, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. He made that comment about Kobe's wife. Okay. Well, I look around when I was taking them jump shots. It was just a few people around me. My mom mm -hmm. was one of the people. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be real hard press for somebody to tell me not to do for my mother. So Pierre, stick to your True. guns. However, right. Jules brought up a very important mm -hmm. point, and he talked about the fact that you're someone's husband. That means you have a job to make sure that your wife is taken care of as well. So you're in a, a little bit of a, a pickle here because you're trying to do the right thing by your mom. But also mm -hmm. now you got a wife and a kid on the way. Now the wife wants a bigger house. Now I don't know how big y'all current house is. Now that's my biggest question. How big is your current house? Do y'all really need a new house or does she just want a new house because she just feel like, oh, we it, just need something new? Because you know how that shit goes, it, Jules. It, it, she, she, she went there. She went there. Jay-Z and Beyonce crib. <laughs> but keep, but keep bruh, going. Keep bruh, bruh. You see that thing? $200 hey, oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. My God. My God, Jules. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. She probably saw that house that Jay-Z and Beyonce bought. It was like, nah, Pierre, we not doing, we not living. You're doing too much sacrifice outside the household. You know that's all it was. <laughs> Ooh, we Pierre was like, damn you, hoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I hey, 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 he won that battle. <laughs> Bruh. So I don't know, man, Jules, to your point, this is a tough one because he's got a responsibility to his wife. He got a responsibility to his, to his kid. But I don't see anything wrong, man, with helping your moms out, man. I mean, he already talked about how his no. mom's passed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and, and like I said, there's a lot of people out there that they'll push back and say, men need to cut the cord. They need to realize that their wife is more important than their mom. But I'm like, how come both can't be important? Why I gotta why I gotta put somebody over my life? Why I gotta put somebody over my my uh my my, my mother? Right, right. Uh, that's an impossible 
thing to 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 do to say, hey, okay, yeah, I'm married now, but I'm gone. Yeah, you left the nest, but still the nest is still there. You know, you can't just turn your back on it. And like you said, there's some cats that just hey, but mom needs you. But like you said, without mom, you you're not here. So this shouldn't be a conversation, but oh, okay, it's right, a conversation yeah, it we have to have. He just has to. I I I get it. I get it. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> but you know, you know, when you when you, you know when you married and stuff like that, yeah, everything. <laughs> so he should just ask her, "Baby, what should we do about this situation then?" And see what kind of suggestions she come up with. How would you handle Prince? I mean, I'm sure the audience is kind of hearing from my voice. I don't necessarily know how much conversation I have about it. <laughs> I know they probably this motherfucker hey, you asshole. Said, Jules gonna be married for 70 years. Said, and it, I'm just gonna be alone forever. <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to be like, man, that's my mama. Now go over there and make me some grits. Well, you know, maybe not grits, but I wouldn't mind some scrambled eggs or some, some toast. Some okay. Bread. But no, man, just mm. all jokes aside, I just feel like, man, like, which, which, what, you, put me in, you put me in a position here. You know, it's like, man, I'm trying to do the best I can for everybody. That's the way I'd be looking at it. And I'm sure Pierre ain't got them in no damn, in no shack. I'm sure they got a nice little spot. I feel like, man, the conversation be like, how much more space do we need? Are we, uh, where do we live now? Is, is, is school district not good over here? Do we have to deal with any sort of crime? I think that should be the conversation. Why? Why do we need another house? You know what I mean? Mm. Now I don't know if okay. Pierre has siblings. Can maybe his siblings pitch in and help? Right, that's the conversation potentially. But that's for Pierre to make that decision, not for her to be telling him what he should and shouldn't be doing. Now, see, I know people are gonna disagree with me, but mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think Pierre should be making that decision. Hey, let me talk to my siblings real quick. Let me see what's possible here. Do we really need another house? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Or is this a keep it up with the Jones because Beyonce got her $200 million house? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But one thing, one thing we sure damn sure know that mom needs to be taken care of. Hell yeah. Now, that, that's no, no question about it. Mom has yeah. to be taken care of. We got to take care of mom. So... Whatever we that's, have to do, a, we'll do it. But yeah, that's a that's a no if and buts about it. <laughs> right. Mom right. Can take so, care of. Right. She can take care of. The, okay. the how the how is the is the, is is what we'll talk about. But she's getting taken care of. So this two hundred million dollar house, Jules, that you brought up. I saw oh, that thing. Okay. And I'm like. I looked at the pictures. That was probably one of the most beautiful things I ever seen. I didn't even know no crib existed to look like that. Whoever built that, oh, designed dope, that fucking house, Jules, they're a fucking artists. I mm -hmm. couldn't stop looking at the pictures. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I wouldn't even be comfortable even being in a house like that. I would be. I would feel like, hey man, I'm not touching nothing in here because <laughs> if I'm breaking, I can't afford to fix none of that shit. Chris, what do you do? Do with that. Like, I agree with you. It is the most amazing house that I mean, you're getting your money's worth, but what do you do with all that? 
I mean, you muni in that place. Like, it's it's massive. You know, I'm happy for him. Then again, it's like it's like it's like it's like why? I mean, I I you know, but you know, I'm just outside looking in, but it's 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 a beautiful home and you know, two hundred million dollars, the most in, in Malibu, I believe, they bought it in. And that's my you know, my thing is, man, with with two people, would yeah. I, I I I'm just I'm just lost for words. It's it's one of them things like oh, oh it's like a okay, but what what are we going what what's the reason? Like, you know? And bro, they pay cash. <laughs> That's uh, the thing. This was a cash purchase. Mercy. 200 million in cash. <laughs> great cash, homie. Bruh. Woo. You and I, we, 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 we doing something wrong, ain't we, Jules? Yeah. But I, I tell you one thing, though, Press. Even if I had the money, I don't think I'll spend it on that house. Well, what, 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 what you going to buy, Jules? So you a billionaire. Ju billionaire Jules. What, what, what we buying? Uh-huh. We'll see. And, and, and I'm glad you asked that question, Press, because that's what's the, you know, what the topic is going to be about black equity and 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 communities. It might as well be focused on communities. You know, I'll try to put people on, on board. Like, like every other race has a, a have a spot, like have communities and businesses. That's what that's what we need. So I will try to get like blocks or whatever and put businesses and restaurants or whatever and just it'll be just all black owned. Oh, that's what I would try. That's what I would try to do if I was a billionaire. So Jules, like, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my community's straight first. Then I'm gonna go out there and be a little reckless. Okay. I know Jay-Z, he done done a little something, something, but I'm sure he could do more in Brooklyn. But I, I like that idea where you're going with that, Jules, because you grew up in Inglewood, right? And Man, they've been talking about for decades trying to get Inglewood, you know, to be improved and uh, reach, you know, mm -hmm. said reinvigorated. I think would be a good word, and I think that you probably personally would love to be a part of something like that. Because for me, growing up in Chatham, I would love to do something like that in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that to the point of the episode that we're doing today, building that equity within our community. It's important because I talked about Jay-Z being a billionaire. There's a lot of black billionaires out here now. And I wish oh, yeah. the essence of what we talked oh, about yeah. with Scotty and Mike, I wish that we would work together better. There's no reason why an African-American couldn't own an NFL team if they, you know what I'm saying, put their egos aside and come to the table together. I can imagine Johnson mm. can come to the table with Dr. Dre and Jay-Z and go buy a team. Right. Right. Yeah, you know what, Prez, it goes to ask the question, do they even do they even want the team? Do they even want the NFL team? Well, the, the thing is, they all do. Because Jay-Z bid it on the team. Magic bid it on the team. I don't know about Dre. Okay. But I know yeah, Jay-Z right. definitely has been trying to get in the band with the NFL. Shit, that's why he threw Colin uh -huh. Kaepernick under the bus. Well, Jay-Z a businessman. He, <laughs> Damn. he knows what's up. Damn, right. Right, and he he, out of all, I think he's he's doing it, you know, you know, backdoor way and 
finagling and networking and, and he might get there. Oh, the problem is, man, it, it, we got $200 million cash to throw down on the crib. Man, Jay-Z flush. He lit. Uh-huh. So, man, he got right. the, the capital because that's what it comes down to. When you're trying to buy an the NFL team, you got to show them that you got the bread. Jay-Z got the bread. <laughs> that's, that's, a, uh-huh. that's no if and no buts about that. That man right. is worth billions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, so Solid Now is just a, a, a team and opportunity. I th- what team that, uh, uh, was it the Washington Commanders? Yeah, that was Washington just recently Commanders. bought, yeah, purchased? They're, 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 they were for sale. Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, Cat, the old Walmart bought them, I believe. Exactly. I well, my thing is yeah. Magic was on a separate team. Jay-Z was on a separate team. And I'm like, we need to come and we need to pull the resources together. So to the point that you were making, Jules, about what you would do if you were a billionaire, that's where I'm at. Man, if, if Jules and I, mm-hmm. man, was able to connect in a, in a, in a, in a, in a big-time way in the future, which I, I'm putting that in the universe. We, I, will, I will put that in the universe, Jules. We are going to be able to do those type of things. Yes, and I think we can be stronger together than trying to do things, him over here doing something and me over here doing something. And I think that that's where right. we get things a little twisted because we want to, oh, well, this is my team. No. So the reason why black people, and I'm just going to use this audience, I'm not just saying this is all about what black people should have, but we're the ones that are struggling when it comes to the wealth gap situation in this country. Right. And if you think that I'm just exactly. making that up, do some research. But mm-hmm. in, the, in our ancestors and our grandparents that came up from the South, it wasn't about my, it was about our. They pulled their resources together. We had a sense of community. We talk about these things all the time. We got away from that. We become very selfish. I, I got some partners, man. They got some, they got some dough now. And I don't really see them giving back as much. And I wonder why that is, man. When people, when they have a little something, it's almost like they they look at it like, well, that's not my responsibility. I'm like, well, if you feel that way and you came from the inner city, then how the fuck you ever expect someone that don't know nothing about this to give a fuck? We got to right, be the true. first ones to say, no, nah, I don't want this for my people. We shouldn't have communities, Jules, where you got this community where it's decimated, where there's no Walmarts, there's no grocery stores, there's food deserts that we've talked about on this, on this show before, where you have poor schools, where you have homelessness, when you have generational poverty, you shouldn't have that. This is the United States where people sit up here and they want to wave a flag in front of my face and tell me that this is the greatest country in the world. And I'm like, how? How is it? We don't even take care of our own people. Get that shit out of my face. Is that the greatest country in the world? Jules, I was in Canada recently. And the things that they do for their citizens, they take care of their people, bro. I see people all homeless all in the streets and with nowhere to go. How are they able to do something differently than what we do? And we're supposed to be the power. And to answer that question is because this country is built off capitalism and greed. You have people out here like Scrooge McDuck. You remember the fucking cartoon? Scrooge McDuck was uh-huh. the yeah, most motherfuckers in, in the world. And that's why everybody was always trying to steal his damn dough. But mm-hmm. I'm making an analogy, Jules, because you have the haves and the have-nots. What's happening out here? The have-nots are out here like, they hungry. They're like, well, shit, I'm going to get it one way or another. 
See, these conditions were created and people don't even understand it, Jules. I'm not making excuses for it, but these situations were created where you have people that are not looking at the other half and they see you with a little something nice. They're like, no, you have to come up off that. But we shouldn't even be in a world where people even forced to make those type of decisions. The opportunity should be out there for everybody. Right. The way you and I grew up, now, I'm not going to sit here and take anything away from my parents or my mom because she did the best mm -hmm. she could do. But I'll tell you, Jules, there's a lot mm -hmm. about this world that I didn't understand until I got grown. And it set me back. There's people out here in this world, from the time that they were born, their life was set up for them. And that's why I just wish that within our own community, we create some black equity so that we can not only just set up these generations, but we're setting up generations going forward. Doing what the other side does. So, like the other side does, Jules, or somebody passes on from this world. They're not leaving a, uh -huh. a bill. They're leaving a legacy. They leave. And they're leaving you behind with something that's going to help you pass it forward or pay it forward. Right, right. Yeah, they're not leaving a, they're not leaving a debt. They're leaving that that old money, that that generational wealth, and off. I mean, we talked about this plenty of times before prayers. Uh, when we talked about the GI Bill for the for our, mm -hmm. those who was coming home from World War II, uh, my grandfathers didn't benefit from that because of the color of their skin. The GI Bill helped uh, white soldiers with schooling and jobs and businesses to set themselves up and also their families. My grandfathers couldn't. They didn't, they didn't reap the benefit. So that's just one, that's just one aspect of it. You know, like uh, uh, why this struggle here as far as black equity is, 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 is important. I mean, we need black power. In order to have black power, we need black institutions in order to build that and then you have black power because like i talked about earlier chinatown you get uh you have the middle eastern that's in the black community you know you have all these different uh demographic who are, are, are races that are in the black community are reaping the benefits for black dollars except for the black people uh, we talked about how the dollar the black dollar leave the black community with what a, a seven hours or something like that why I stay in the white community for days you know not weeks if right if not weeks i'm sorry yeah not weeks and we have people we have a uh, black organization in wacp and the black urban league and you know we can we just not together prayers we just not we just not working together like you said, it's three black billionaires for for the community of the black the black communities that to, to, to look this way. Black people can't afford to operate like this. Other races have their community. They have they have support. They have a support system. We don't have to, we don't work together because it's all about a statusism statusism uh, uh, system, and it's like yeah, look at me. Yeah, I'm happy for Jay-Z and Beyonce. But could we have done something else with the $200 million? 
not saying that you don't have to give everything you own to, but I mean, like Pac said, he said, how many have you it? It's a good point. I think, you know, it's important to have this unity, man, and to build a support system. We need it. We need to build this for, for ourselves, for us today and for our children so they can grow up in, so they have a future. But see, I wonder, Jules, to the point you were making, I wonder if people, when they get to that level, they get a little selfish just because they grew up without having, because we know that the average <laughs> white family has 10 times the wealth of a black family. That's that's known. And right, right. I wonder if it's one of those things, Jules, that, well, I struggled just like these people are struggling and I figured it out and they should figure it out. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there like that. I don't have that type of mentality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that we're, there's too many of us to have that mentality where that's like, that's not my problem. That's not my concern. But that's how things are the way that they are. And how can you expect something to ever change if you don't give a damn? And I always say that to people. You know what I'm saying? There's been people that I've been close to that have told me they can't lose sleep over things that are happening in our communities. How the fuck, as a black mm-hmm. man or woman, can you have that type of viewpoint? You say something like that, you're dead inside. That mm-hmm. means that the conditions you just become so institutionalized and so you're so programmed into the things being unfair that you just like fuck it, it's never gonna change. I could mm-hmm. never be like that, Jules. So not only do I want us to wake up and work together, but again, when I talk about it on these shows all the time, we also need our government to do things. But see, the government ain't gonna fucking just come up off these these ends. If they look around, they're like, well, they own people don't even like give back and come back and do anything. Yeah, because you got to look at the government. Uh, you know, a lot of them in positions because they feed off, they feed off like fear mongers and, 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 you know, you got people, their constituents just keep putting them in off. So they, they going to do things so they can to keep their seat. And, some of them are about that about that money, you know. I'll give if, if you know if uh, if I re- you know if I get something out the deal. In my opinion, not to say that all, not to say that you know that's like for all of them, but there's some there that's just really there because of, you know selfish, you know, and, and other reasons, but not not how you you want them to be. As far as Chicago, you know, we have a lot of. A lot of uh, a lot of blacks in these seats, you know, city councils, the mayor, the you know, the governor officials. I mean, the Cook County Board President. There's you know the teachers union. I mean, pretty much all of them are are black, and it's just it crazes me. I'm sitting here thinking about it now. It's like you, you there's a condition that's going on in these these neighborhoods and it's like we need a like a holistic approach on how to 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 solve these things and and it needs a a serious look like like okay one thing we don't have we don't have black representation in these communities that's representing the communities yeah they're living in here but the money is is not there and the equity is not there power in the institution then what do we have that's why you see so much crime because like you said press take what you said the haves and the have not but the have not is nowadays it's just they take it 
and and it's and it's 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 crazy because Pres, I know you haven't seen it like this. I mean, this is we in some different times where there are people just literally just 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 hey, you know what, we're gonna take it. And we can't we can't live like this because what what we what we have in you. Sooner or later, these these stores and these businesses are going to pull out, and the blacks' leadership, the the, the NWCPs, and the, the your 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 leaders have to address this and come with a different approach here to to build equity. Because if not, then I don't know. I don't know what the future of the black community will, will lead to if this keep happening. Well, so the problem is, I mean, you you talked about a lot of these black individuals that are in these seats, but they're figureheads, and nobody wants to talk about that part. Right. Uh, when, when Obama was the president, right. well, it was all warm and fuzzy. He was a figurehead. The systems that these people are a part of, these black people that we talked about, the systems are so broken. That's the first part of the problem. So while, yeah, you have the black mayor. Well, Lloyd Lightfoot came in here, and in, in my opinion, things were worse. Brandon Johnson's coming in mm -hmm. here. He's coming in, and it's a dumpster fire. And that's just in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Don't get me right. talking about Florida. Don't get me talking about Texas. Texas is a fucking dumpster fire. And see, everybody's so quick to, like, throw Chicago under the bus, but nobody's over here talking about what DeSantis is doing with signing all these laws where he wants to take black history out of the fucking schools and the curriculum. But see, nobody's talking about that because they're too busy telling you that Chicago's Baghdad. That's crazy, mm -hmm. man. I'm getting ready to go golf in 70-degree weather in Baghdad with no worries. But they want to sit over here and tell you all these things that aren't true. Now, yeah, are things happening here in Chicago? Yes. Are things happening in Texas? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I keep trying to get people to realize that, Jules. I was in Palm Springs in January. Palm Springs of all places. You When you think of Palm Springs, Jules, you probably think of, oh, man, rich area, chill vibes and stuff like that. It was a mass shooting three miles from where I was mm -hmm. at. They put the whole city on lockdown while I was there. I'm like, look at Palm Springs. So my point is, though, not to get off into a tangent. The systems are broken. And I don't want to be dependent on people that I don't necessarily know if they even have the solutions for how to solve what's going on out here. I don't want to put my faith in them. Right. I believe in us. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. come together. We figure this shit out. We pick up the pieces. And if they decide, okay, oh, we see that these guys, they started this foundation over here and it broke. Like Joe Kim Noah, what he's doing. Like Chicago Crib, what they're right. doing. You have all these organizations. Yes. Jamal Cole, what he's doing with my block, my hood, my city. There's a lot of these casts out here that's trying to give back. But they're doing it on their own. And then they come into the powers that be and say, this is what I put together. This is the work that we're doing. We would love for you guys to work with us. To put resources into what we're doing where we can 10x this thing. That's what we have to do. And that's what I'm talking about. See, we have to be problem solvers, man. See, in the past, our ancestors were problem solvers. Michael Max was a problem solver. Martin Luther King was a problem solver. Right. Mm-hmm. We got to get back to that. Ain't nobody going to come save us. We got to save ourselves. But to the point that you were making earlier with Jay-Z, I'm happy for them. $200 million, that's great. Floyd Mayweather, you bought a $15 million watch. Cool, I'm happy for you. 
I'm not counting your money. Right. But bro, man, right. We right. got a, we got a wage gap situation in this country. We got an education gap in this country. We talk about how kids can even do their remote learning in the inner cities due to not having the technology. Y'all can easily mm -hmm. just bought up a whole thing for a whole city. Like it would have been a tax write off for you. Come on, come on. Right, press. Come on. Right. I'm happy with the watch. Happy for that TV. That was recent. <laughs> but, 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 like you said, press. Wi-Fi problems, tablets, internet. I mean, dude, you can. Some of these cats out here can solve these issues with a snap of a finger, a phone call. Yeah, like you said, that's what we're talking about. I mean, I mean, what's your legacy gonna be? You leave his, so yeah, you got to be on Earth. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, we was all brought there. We was all. We was all born and we're down here for 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 a little while just to to leave as a, leave a better place than where we got it, and also to to serve and to help others. That's that's why we're here. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like you said, Press, this isn't. I don't think it's hard, but it's but it's simple. But I mean, it, you know, this is. Solutions are simple, but to, to get it done, it might take a little challenge, but, but that's the challenge you're willing to take because you look at the end goal and the end goal is, is black power, man, black equity. We shouldn't be in black communities where we don't own the, we don't own the community. We don't. And we continue to allow people to come in our communities right. and buy our community up from underneath us. Right. Right. I was talking to my barber uh, a, a month ago, I was, you know. And we have a, there was a liquor store that was being sold. And he was like some uh, uh, Middle Eastern had purchased it. And he was like, man, he, he said he just wish he had the money, you know, because he said we need, he's a, a black person supposed to be owning that store, that liquor store. And you no, know, he's big on black equity and black issues and topics. And we, we talk all the time. And it's something where you drive up and down the block and you don't own anything like that. And, and that's why and that's why we must remember our history. You know, this just came down to me. Thank you, Jesus. You know, that's why we must remember our, our, our keep our mind of our history. Remember our history. Because Perez, we talked about we talked about uh the Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have group uh, blueprints. On what uh, uh, O.W. Gurley have done in that Greenwood district. I mean, here's a here's a cat came to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and bought forty acres of land, but he only sold it to black entrepreneurs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he had a school. He had a, a store. Uh, the other entrepreneurs had had uh, candy shops and, and, and theaters, and you know, you name it. Yeah, with self-sustaining. Right. Who's working with far far less less support than what we have it now? I mean, if, I mean, if you just take that that blueprint and just build on it, I, I man, we should be good. But again, old old W. Gurley saw a problem. 
he wasn't looking for somebody to bail him out. He solved the problem. Right. But to the point. He solved it. Right. He solved it. But to some of the conditions that still happen today, what happened? White supremacy took away the opportunities that they created. Today in this world, we still see it, man. Nobody wants to talk about it, but white supremacy is what's causing a lot of these issues, man. There's people in this country, they don't want us, us to be successful in these neighborhoods. They look down on us. And the problem is, Jules, is that a lot of us are too blind by our own success and ego to understand the way that the game is played. Even if you call yourself being in these circles, those folks don't fucking respect you. They don't know you. They don't know what you come from. The reason why me and Jules rocked the way we rocked is because, man, we knew each other. We didn't have two nickels to rub together. Mm. That's why this man and I can celebrate each other's success. Because we knew what it was and we didn't have a goddamn thing. Now you're around these folks now. They ain't sitting over here kissing your damn asses. They think you got this and they got that. They wouldn't have fucking, they wouldn't have spit on you if you was on fire 20 years ago. True. And we can't forget that, man. We can't see a lot of times, man, people they they ex, they exhibit success to being around white people. They, they I, one of my guys was like, Yeah, man, I live in this on this block, man. I all my neighbors, they white. And I'm looking at him like, cool story. Mm -hmm. That ain't how my neighborhood right. is. I'm like, my neighborhood got a little bit of everybody. Because I believe in diversity. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hate mm -hmm. being in a room being the only black person, Jules. Because you know what? When I'm in those rooms, I'm like, this is a problem. Where my brothers and sisters at? See, my whole thing, Jules, is I'm always the type of cat that I'm trying to figure out ways to get my people where I'm at. I'm not one of these cats that's like, oh, I'm trying to fucking gatekeep. Like, no, 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 this is this is me over here, and they need to figure it out for themselves. No. Oh. This media space, Jules, I talk about it all the time. This has been a space that's been predominantly dominated by white people. Well, guess what? New media now is coming in here. And we're saying, no, it's our time. And I'm yes, trying sir. to do my best to bring black, brown men and women into this space of the mm -hmm. Chicago State of Mind. Mm -hmm. That don't make me racist because I'm trying to make sure that mine get in there. Because guess what? For decades and decades, other people have been making sure that they people been getting put on. So why do I have to apologize? Exactly. Because I want to do that. Exactly. Right. And the first thing they don't want to yell at me is, why has it got to be about race? Why doesn't it have to be about race? It's been about race this whole goddamn time. So why are we going to try to change the narrative now? Oh, is it because right. now we all fucking woke up? And that's the dangerous part, Jules. They don't want you to wake up. They don't want you to see what's going on. Malcolm X tried to tell us back in the day, man, people didn't want to listen to the man. Because everybody got caught up and dizzy around their own individual success and we got away from the collective. We need to get back to the collective. Mm -hmm. This country was at its strongest when we all came together. I talked about it recently on this show. When Barack Obama was elected president, I was never proud to be an American. Now you can get mm -hmm. that flag out of my goddamn face. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I hear you, man. But you know what I'm talking about, Jules, man. You looked around in that moment, man, when Barack Obama was speaking, bro. 
I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Right. I, I, I cried, man. I'm like, man, this is this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would see this type of moment. When I was growing up, my grandmother told me, yeah, there's never been a black president. I don't think he's ever going to be a black president. And she got to see that in her lifetime. Brother, I was so proud. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we were together. In that moment, I'm sitting up there in this crowd with white people, Hispanic people. It didn't matter, man. We were all one. But look at us all now. One. We is just divided. So what happened? What changed? That's what I want people to realize. I'm not going to answer it for you. What changed? What year was that, Jules, when Barack Obama mm-hmm. was elected? He was elected 08? in 08, I believe. Okay. So this is 2023. And that shit feels like it was fucking decades ago. Yeah, that time seemed like it came and went. And just like, if you if you wasn't there, you couldn't believe it. Because press, I, I, my sentiments exactly what what you were saying that that time oh we was all together man i remember working and when he won and people were just all out in the street yelling barack obama and they was yelling and that they was yelling at me and it was like in a different way like you know come patrolling in the police car it was like oh barack obama we got a black president you know what that means i'm looking at it like oh yeah, hey, I voted for him too now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, but people are just happy and just excited. So I ain't taking that down, man. I was like, okay. Yeah. And um, that, I mean, that time it was like, it was a togetherness. And in and, and, and press, people know, we know the answer. And people know the answer what happened with that. It, you know. Yeah. People know the answer. It's just, it's just, I don't recognize this world, Perez. No. <laughs> Man. No. I don't, I don't recognize it. It's, 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 it's different. You know, Perez, we came up in the 80s, dude. We came up in the 80s. The 80s were great times. 90s were great times. Like we talked about the Jacobs and stuff. Nineties were great times. Two thousands with, you know, technology and then Obama getting in office, and it seemed like it was, it was great times. Now we just we, we yeah these twenty twenties, bro. Uh uh-uh, uh, this shit's fucked up, bro. Man, and it's like, and it's like yeah. you don't know where anybody stands, right? And it's almost to the point where right. I just rather you if you're a fucking bigoted piece of shit. I just rather you let me know so I can stay far the fuck away from you. But the problem is, man, you got these folks around you, you don't know which side they are. That's the part I don't like, Jules. I like to know right. who my enemy is. Right. I want somebody hiding around me, acting like they with me, and they not. And and, and, and that's that's another problem. You, you got cats that are two-faced. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, this circle, this circle here, what you rolling with gotta be small. Bruh. Right. You can't trust anybody. No. And you know what? It's shockingly, but it's even people that you roll with, and you be sitting there looking at them like, I don't even recognize you. What happened to you? And and that's the thing that when we're talking about with these people, like these black billionaires, they get a little something, something, and it changes them. And and I like to think, Jules, that you and I have been very successful in this world. Maybe money changed me a little bit, but I still think to the core of me, man, I'm still the same guy. The only thing that maybe changes my zip code, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. there you go. I put a couple different clothes on every once in a while. The Jordans are clean, but, but bro, to the oh. core of me, bro, 
man, I ain't with that bullshit. <laughs> right, right. And I want people to know that, man. It's been some people that they'll be like, man, um, I wonder if you and Jules are the same way y'all are on the show. And I was like, Psh, all of this is a microphone. Shit, you should see us we are. Yeah. Sometimes it's worse. I say worse <laughs> shit in public than I say on this damn show. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a little clean. It's a little clean. Person. <laughs> if oh, you believe man. that part, you know. Yeah. But I, I, but I tell oh, people, man. I'm like, this ain't this ain't for no entertainment. This is me and my brother, man, just having open and honest conversations. And this is probably gonna sound fucked up for people to hear me say this, but I told y'all season one. If you guys like bar school, anything that they stand for, well, fuck you. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I didn't care right. if, if somebody that listened to that and was like, well, I'm not going to listen to this show. Cut. Bye. Because you're not the type of cat that we want to rock with anyway. Because you're not going right. to be on the shit that me and Jules is on. And not saying, Jules, that everybody that listens to this show has to agree with everything that we say, but to the core of what this show mm-hmm. is about, you got to be with that to listen to this show. You got to understand that there's conditions out here in this world that prevent everybody from having the same level of success. It shouldn't just be one-sided in this world. I don't think that's right, Jules. I think everybody should have an opportunity. They tell us that this is the greatest country in the, in the world. Well, I ain't never had a slice of American pie. See, Perez, I... Make our own goddamn pie. Dude, do, do we have to. No, we have to. We have to. It's It's... This thing here, we, we 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 must we must look at this and really really dissect it and investigate this thing because we still have struggles and and things that we need to build in this community. But we see a lot of resources goes to people who's coming over. I want people to hear me. I'm not not saying that they shouldn't be helped. I'm just saying. A lot of people that's here already needs need help, but there are people in positions who are really helping people coming from over overseas to here to accommodate them, and it's scary because they're coming by the thousand, and that's another strategy that this world system is 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 putting together here, and we must be smart about this thing we must really act now and act fast because i don't know what's the future will bring if we 13 percent of the population and we just we're sinking we we can't seek you know go deeper than this because we won't survive so it's like we, we have to act now and fast on this because um the, the black community it, it depends on this. It, you know, it's a necessity. We 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 need this in in order to to live. And again, that's just one of these things. What prayers? What I'm saying? I don't recognize this world anymore because it's it's stuff that's going on right in front of our our faces, and it's not to help help black people. But to the core of what we were saying, we we know what it is, right? And you brought up the point about what's going on where you have migrants coming here, but it's no different than when our people migrated from the South, in my opinion, at least. You know, you have people that are coming here 
from across the border through Texas, and a lot of them are being shipped to all various major cities across the U.S., and there's been resources that have been provided for them. And the government has shown you that they're going to provide resources for them. But what's the difference between providing resources for people that are not from here, but you're not doing it for your own citizens? And I'm not even talking about Black people. I'm talking about U.S. citizens. Right. See, that's a greater problem right. that we can examine on this show. Why is it that we're so willing to do stuff for people outside of this country? Meanwhile, we have homelessness here. We have mental health here that's at an all-time high. We don't take care of our veterans. I can go on and on and on. And the mental health component is the point that I come across cats on a day-to-day -day basis that you don't know. Hey, this person right here might be a ticking fucking time bomb. But because our country does not put a premium on mental health, they close all the institutes. They don't fucking help these people, give them the resources that they need and deserve. That becomes our problems. There's a lot of things that we can tackle. But when I'm looking at this issue that Jules and I talked about on this show today, building black equity, it's about us. We need to keep it about us. And we need to keep it about us until they care about us. Jules, go to hit them with that curtain call, bro. First, this curtain call goes out to Ronnie Roper. Ronnie Roper was shot and killed last week. He had recently joined Chicago Crit, an anti-gun violence organization in Chicago that we previously discussed the show. Roper was determined to change his life and had been working towards his high school diploma. His death is a reminder that we have so much more work to do to improve the conditions here in Chicago, especially when it comes to meaningful opportunities for everyone, regardless of their background. Our thoughts goes to his family and friends, as well as the staff of Chicago Crick that has been traumatized by his loss. President I and Pulling Bed and Curtain Podcast family, I salute you and may you rest in peace. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support of the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.